0: what's happening on the voice america talk radio network by keeping up with us on twitter you can find us at voice america TRN.
1: stars could shine
0: between the lines if you would let yourself go find some place you know Can change the world Just pretend Express yourself Take a chance And you'll see
1: Who you be It's time to express yourself Where teens talk And the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions As an international outreach program Of Be The Star You Are charity You'll rock to an hour Of adolescent fusion With your teen hosts And on-air reporters Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself.
2: Have
3: you ever created a website? Are you on social media? Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're programmed by, for, and with creative young people. Platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Youngju An, and today we are talking tech with websites and social media presence.
4: I'm Caitlin Darrow. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be the Star You Are charity. For all of us young people of this generation, being connected via the internet is like breathing. We're always texting, checking our Facebook profiles, going on Pinterest, Tumblr, and researching the web. Our Techie Talks reporter, Kayzine Kelly, is with us to give us her insights on how to make a professional-looking website and the pros and cons of freebies.
2: Hi, Kayzine. Hi, Caitlin. So I've always been a little too addicted to the internet. Last summer, in order to get me to be more productive, my mom arranged me to meet her friend who owns a small business. She was looking to create an online shop where customers could browse through art, as well as a place to showcase her accomplishments and attract new customers. After a little research, I soon found out that making a professional looking website is as easy as one, two, three. There are multitudes of different websites that allow you to customize your whole site through drag and drop features rather than having to code the whole thing. For the most part, creating a website is relatively cheap as well. Although you do have to pay for some premium themes, Websites like Weebly offer a variety of looks you can choose from, and all you have to do is pay for your domain. The site I created for my mom's friend was an e-commerce site. This means that it is capable of selling products, taking orders, and processing credit cards, as well as PayPal accounts. Although the process to create an e-commerce site is a little more difficult, it is well worth it. There are four basic terms you need to know when doing research or looking to create your own website. The web page is a simple text file that allows tag, that includes tags that format the text on the screen. These tags are interpreted by the web browser to appear as the coder wanted them to. HTML is a computer language that lets you add life to your website. By using HTML, you change your plain text into something with color, titles, and even embedded graphics. The next term is web browser. The web browser interprets tags as well as goes onto a web server and pulls pages from a network. The last term is web server, which is the host or home for your website. It is often referred to as the base for your website. You usually have to pay a hosting fee to get your website online, and you pay this to your host. Overall, knowing how to make a website can be an extremely helpful thing to do. Whether you're bored and want to create a cool blog, or looking for a way to help your business grow, it's good to know that there are many different platforms for you to experiment with
3: wow, that's really impressive that you were able to come together and make this really cool e-commerce website. I tried learning how to make a website and I did (laughs) not have the same success that you had. But how long did it take you to create this website?
2: So making the e-commerce website took a little bit longer because we had to sort through all of our products, take product pictures, and then upload them and have pricing and stuff. So that took me about a couple of months meeting once a week for a couple hours every week. And then I would go off and do my own thing and then meet back with her. I've also created websites that are just, are not just for e-commerce, but just regular old websites. And those can take as little as like two hours. I've created a website in two hours. Wow. That is amazing. And I
4: love how nonchalant you are about it. You're just like, Oh, you know, created a website in two hours. (laughs) That's really, really impressive. Um, But do you think that having a website is really necessary for a small business to thrive?
2: I definitely think that it brings a lot of exposure to your business, Um, especially if you're in a town that's small and you want more customers. Just putting your name out there on the web is a great way to attract new customers and even just grow interest. You can also use social media to do this as well.
3: And what's a good way to have all these people from your area or even outside your area find your website since there are so many websites now on Google?
2: So you can do this thing um, where you just tag keywords. So if I was creating a website, I might tag, put in tag Kysine, um where I live and what I do. And so you put these tags in and that way when Google searches, they can go through the tags and, um, and pull up these links so people can get exposure to your website.
4: That is really, really awesome. I mean, again, I think that just creating a website can be helpful for really anyone, even if you're starting a small business or creating a fan page. I know one of my friends is like a huge, huge fan of Teen Wolf, and she started a whole (laughs) Teen Wolf um, Tumblr blog, and she got so many follows on that. And I know that for a while she was thinking about creating a website, but she was so intimidated by the idea of creating a website because I think that saying you know starting a website it just sounds really scary and confusing but you explain it really
2: easily yeah definitely I, I was um, initially really scared to create a website just because when you search like how to create a website online <laughs> um, it comes up with a bunch of different options and you don't really know what to sort through so you could go like the hardcore coding option which would require you to learn how to code and be able to fix all these like long um, sentences of code and go through that or there's a lot of websites now where people have created easy ways you just simply click a theme and Fill out a bunch of information and just plug in different things And it's a lot easier than how it used to be Do you
3: think it's still necessary to have a little background in coding in, even if you are creating a website with the drag-and-drop features?
2: Um, I don't think it's that necessary to have a background in coding uh, one thing that I definitely did find really helpful was that there's um, a huge number of coders out there on the web who are more than willing to help you if you ever run (laughs) into any trouble. And there's tons of forums you can post questions on or people have already asked questions, and the coders reply super quickly because they're always online.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It's so sure They're just, like, attached by their keyboard. (laughs) But um, I know actually of an organization called Girls Who Code. And I know of a friend that had went through the program and she had learned a little bit of coding. But do you think that it's still prevalent today or it's mainly just being able to choose a theme?
2: Um, I definitely think the coding option is really important to learn in the long run. If you're someone who just wants to create like one website, um, that's pretty basic. You can use those drag and drop um, free features. But if you're looking to create something or actually get a job or do something with this, there's, um, you should learn to code. But again, there's a ton of resources to learn how to code, just like creating your website. There's online courses like Coursera or even, um, just basic websites and internet tutor- t- tutorials that help you. And then huge forms of people willing to help you at any stage.
3: And since you are the blogger for Be The Star You Are, whether it be our Twitter, Facebook, or Tumblr accounts, is it hard to keep up with social networking posts or managing social media?
2: Um, It's definitely something that requires a little bit of juggling, but (laughs) um, it's a lot of fun. I I think the best part about social media is that you're able to interact and spread word about all these great things to a huge variety of people across the world and you never know who you're impacting
4: now that you have all of this really extensive experience with building websites would you ever consider doing it as a career because i'm sure there's a lot of jobs out there with the internet ever so expanding i'm sure that there would be a lot of opportunities
2: definitely it's definitely something that i thought a lot about i really love computers and technology and i also really like the design aspect of creating your own website so it's something that I would and am considering to do in the future. And I keep every um, couple of months, try to build like my clientele and keep building websites for other people because mm-hmm. it's something that helps me de-stress and it's something to distract from all the schoolwork we always have to do.
3: And do you use Photoshop or other design aspects to supplement your knowledge of coding or drag and drop website features?
2: Yes, yeah, so um, when we were making the e-commerce website, one thing we did have a lot of problems with is that when you're taking pictures of all your products, um, you want them to look uniform. So we used Photoshop um, and I had never t- um, used Photoshop before. So, again, I got a lot of my information from searching YouTube videos, looking at forums, because that's kind of how I approach this whole thing.
4: And again, there's just so much knowledge. I know from personal experience, you can Google something and there's always an answer. And same with YouTube. It's always really helpful. So I can definitely see how there would be a lot of information out there. And I'll have to pass it along to my friend who wants to start a Teen Wolf fan page uh, website. I'll have to definitely let her know that it doesn't seem as hard as or as intimidating as it may be. Yes, definitely.
1: And what
3: would you say the hardest part of making a website is?
2: I would honestly say the hardest part of about making a website is just getting started and having the courage to just put yourself out there and be willing to learn.
3: Well, thank you so much, Kaisen for explaining how we create websites, use HTML, and even giving us a more personal background of how easy it is to create a website. So it's a learning curve for many, and it's good to have someone who knows all of this and is willing to share it. I'm Young Juan and you
4: are listening to Express Yourself Teen Radio. I'm Caitlin Darrow. During the break, be sure to visit expressyourselfteenradio.com to see photos, descriptions, links, and more. Also, be sure to check us out on Tumblr at btsyaradio.tumblr.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with my web slash social media experience.
1: We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Have you heard your
0: 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week?
3: Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Youngju An, and today on Express Yourself, our theme is technology and great ways to use social media.
4: I'm Landero and I'm going to be talking a little bit about my social media experience. Nowadays, social media is very prevalent in the lives of teenagers. We're always checking the latest posts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, followed by a laundry list of other popular social media and blogging websites. In addition to my own personal social media pages, I also run the Twitter and Facebook page for my charity, Angels of God, which actually has a few thousand followers. And I run a blog as well. So I definitely have a fair share of experience when it comes to this topic today. Creating social media prominence can be a tricky thing to master, but I'm going to share some tips that I've learned along the way. If you want more followers on Twitter or more friends on Facebook, then listen on. The first point that I came across is visuals. Having a photo along with a status can really capture someone's eye. So be creative and use capital letters, exclamation marks, smiley faces, etc. And I know that sounds really simple, but sometimes that can truly make the biggest difference. I know that personally, I'm always drawn into a status, tweet, blog post, whatever it may be when I see one of the three elements that I mentioned above. The third or the second point that I've discovered from personal experience is to ask questions. If we ask the reader a question, they will always be more inclined to comment on your status or post. So for example, at the end of a status, you could always simply ask something like, what do you think? Or something of that sort that people can answer and interact with each other. The third most important point When it comes to updating a blog, website, or social media is scheduling and consistency. Try to schedule your posts and publish on a regular basis. So, for example, on my charity's Facebook and Twitter page, I try to update at least once a day. But usually around busy times, like Christmas, we post twice a day because we're asking for toy donations and reminding people about our holiday collection. My fourth point of advice is to always respond to comments, and I think that this is something that a lot of people people overlook and they don't think that it's very important, but it does make a pretty big difference. On your website, blog, Instagram, Twitter, etc., responding to comments is crucial because it creates more interaction on the page. Lastly, and I would actually say this would be most important, is to be yourself. You don't have to compromise who you are in order to get more Facebook likes or additional retweets on Twitter. I know many of these things may seem like really simple no-brainers, but by applying some of these tips to your own social media page or website, you may be able to achieve social media prominence. Yeah, thank
3: you for all these great tips. I know in this day and age, it's really hard and something a lot of people are trying to figure out of how to promote themselves through social media. So which social media platform do you think is most popular among teens right now? Well, right now,
4: I know that Instagram is super popular among me and my (laughs) friends. I don't know about anywhere else, but it it is a huge, huge thing in my high school. Everyone has Instagram. They're always taking pictures. And it's a pretty fun app as well. I know that in general, I really love photography. And of course, comparing a professional photographer to iPhone pictures isn't really the same, but it's always fun to scroll through my Instagram and see what pictures people have posted. And Twitter is also super popular, especially because personally, all of my favorite TV shows have a hashtag. So for example, I love the TV show, The Fosters on ABC Family. And whenever there's a new episode, I get to hashtag on Twitter and sometimes even talk with the actors and also other fans. So I think that there's that really special element to Twitter.
3: Yeah, I love Instagram. And it's also something that's popular at my school, just because it's easy to get a glimpse at people's lives. And a lot of people are editing themselves on Instagram now. So they only share like the most important part. So it's really nice to be have little snippets of their life. <laughs>
4: Yeah, definitely. I will have to add you on Instagram, (laughs) young Jew, after the show. (laughs) We'll get on
3: that, but right now, is there a certain time of day you think is better to post?
4: Well, I think it really depends on what your page is for. So, for example, with the Angels of God charity page, I always try to post during the day, maybe after school or after someone would be getting out of work, because most of the people who are active on our pages or website are active online during those hours when it's kind of like late afternoon but not too too late. You know, there's not really a perfect time to master especially because people could be on the page from all over the world. So that's another factor you kind of have to add. But um I guess just kind of doing a time where you think most people would be online. Yeah, and I know there's always a huge
3: emphasis on social media for volunteer organizations as well as businesses. And do you think social media is actually That much of a tool to use?
4: Does it actually help businesses? Definitely. I mean, in my personal experience, I know I'm kind of going back on that. I know that for Angels of God, social media has really been a blessing. People from all over the world can stay up to date and active with the organization (laughs) with the click of a button. Whereas without having a Facebook or Twitter page or a website for it, It would really only be limited to my community, which isn't a bad thing, but it's always great to be able to expand and grow and let people see it from all over the world. So it's very cool um, to have a Facebook page for it because, again, anybody in the entire world, if they have a Facebook page, they can be on it. So I think that's an important element of it.
3: Yeah, I can not agree more social media has allowed me like you said to keep in touch with tv shows and give a more personal side of actors and actresses like i love watching what people do outside of their tv show and in their personal lives and you wouldn't get that same connection if you didn't have social media do you think that people are losing um ways to communicate because of
4: social media? I can really see both sides of this question, and there's really two ways to answer it, but I think that social media has brought a lot of people together. With social media, you can stay up to date with family and friends who maybe you haven't seen in a long time, or people who live far away, you're able to still be up to date and kind of see what they're doing with their lives. But I can see as well that social media sometimes can tear very close families apart because I'll look over and I'll be having dinner and maybe someone at the dinner table will just be sitting on their phone instead of being in the moment or something like that. So, and I know I've been, I've done that before as well, um, where I've been on my phone instead of spending time with friends or family. So I really can see both sides, but I think in general, the pros really outweigh the cons. And I'd like to think that social media brings people together (laughs) rather than um, disconnects. And what do you think about all the nasty things that have been happening
3: because of social media, like cyberbullying? Like, what are some ways we can prevent that?
4: I mean, I think that it's tough. I know a lot of people who have been victims of cyberbullying, and it's tough because with cyberbullying, people can hide behind a screen, and it's it's very tough to be able to get rid of that problem, (laughs) but I think that just trying to be kind to one another and... Just being mindful of what you say, because sometimes I know just joking around with friends, what you type can sound a lot different to someone who's reading it. They may not realize that you're being sarcastic or something of that sort. Whereas if you're in person, you're able to tell someone's tone. So just kind of being mindful of what you say and really being careful before you press that send button. Just (laughs) think twice. Yeah,
3: And I feel like there's so much um, so much emphasis on the negative things that have been going on through social media. But I feel like positive things haven't been all that highlighted. For instance, my school started one of those um, compliments pages where you can send in nice things to say about classmates and that kind of thing isn't really emphasized.
4: Yeah. Oh, I love that idea. I think I heard you mention that before. And I think that's so creative. And I actually have never heard of one of them. I'm not sure if anywhere where I live, if we have something like that. But Mm -hmm. I love that idea. And I think you're totally right. I think that sometimes people really they forget the good sides of social media. I know reading a couple articles before, like long-lost relatives have been able to find each other via mm-hmm. Facebook. And so like crazy stories like that, sometimes I think that people really emphasize on the bad rather than focus on the good. But I think there is a lot of good with social media.
3: Yeah, it just depends how you use it. And I feel like that should be emphasized, not really the negative effects and just saying that technology is bad altogether.
4: Yeah, exactly. I know people always make these like crazy movies and books about like technology taking (laughs) over. But I think that technology has helped us grow and advance a lot. And I think that it's helped us in a lot of ways. And again, with anything, there's always going to be pros and cons. So I try to focus more on the pros, although I know there are a few cons here and there. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Caitlin, for sharing all this good knowledge with us. You are listening to Express Yourself Teen Radio. I'm Young Juwan. I'm Caitlin Darrow. Check us out on Tumblr at btsyaradio.tumblr.com. Stick around as our social responsibility reporter, Asia Gonzalez, is up next.
2: We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
1: Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling.
4: Welcome back to our third segment of Express Yourself, where today's topic is about building up your social media. I'm Caitlin Darrow. And I'm young
3: Juan. In our last segment, Caitlin talked about the importance of social media and how much good social media can do. Now, Asia Gonzalez is here with us to talk about her experience in developing a website and social media campaign for her business, Stinky Feet
5: Girls. Hi Asia. Hi, I'm and Caitlin. Hi everyone, I'm Asia and I'm the owner and creator of Stinky Feet Girls, a 1940s inspired t-shirt and crochet hat company, and I'm also the owner of She Is Worth It, a preventative awareness campaign against child sex trafficking and backlogged rape kits. Technology has improved our lives tremendously. It has changed the way we do business. Being 17, I don't have a memory of a world without technology like email, internet, texting with your cell phones, or smartphones. But what I've read and what I've heard makes me wonder how businesses thrive without the powerful tools of Internet. The Internet has literally helped launch small businesses into global giants. Email helps businesses communicate with their clients and other businesses much faster than ever before. People can now choose how to contact companies for customer service, and many companies are able to do away with expensive stores that cost a lot in repair, rent, electricity, and employees, And take the companies online through a website when i first started looking into my business to taking my business public meaning gaining public exposure we began by looking into website making what we found was so overwhelming we weren't web making experts we knew absolutely nothing about making a website we only knew how to get onto other people's websites so my mom put the word out that she needed someone to make the site and a few people came back with quotes ranging anywhere from $1,400 to $5,000. That was way out of our budget. A friend of ours suggested that we take what we wanted to do and um, go to freelancer.com. Freelancer.com is where businesses and entrepreneurs can hire someone to build your website, improve it, etc. And freelancers will get on the job. Well, the problem is, if you don't have familiarity with something, how do you explain what you want? And how do you not get taken by someone who wants to rip you off just because you're inexperienced? When we took our chances and went to that site and tried our best to sound intelligent and somewhat knowledgeable, we described our project and put it up for bid. The prices we recorded were much better, but still way out of our budget. The cheapest bidder was $700, and not only that, but you were expected to give all your info to the freelancer, like your passwords to your computer, your files, everything. My mom was not comfortable doing that, so she began to look how to build a website. Not an easy task. She lost a lot of sleep going through site after site. One day, she stumbled across a website builder called Wix.com, spelled W-I-X, that you can do yourself. Basically, all you do is provide the pictures, the content, meaning the words you want in your website, and anything else. They have basic templates, and all you have to do is drag and drop. So she spent a week touring and playing around on the site, and before long, she had a really nice-looking website for my teacher company. I was really impressed. It was free as long as we didn't want to add a store, but we did, and it wasn't really that expensive, so we went for it. She added the T-shirts to make the site and the prices, and then hit Make Public button, and voila, we were live. I was so excited. I started telling my family members and friends about it, and through word of mouth, I made a few sales. So now I have the products, I have the websites, and I have a few sales, but how did I get others to learn about me? How did people know that there was a teenage girl with a t-shirt and hat company out there? And how did I get my product into their hands? Social media. Social media is very important for your business, but only if you know why. We didn't know why, so then more homework and more sleepless nights nice for my mom. My poor mom had to learn all of this and teach it to me because I was in school and needed to sleep. So after what seemed like a very long time, she was able to get a grasp on the benefits of social media and what to do with it. There are a few things that were really good and I'd like to share them with you. One, social media reflects your brand. You have to make sure you're putting out professional content on Facebook, Twitter, Indeed, and Google+. You don't want to have horribly designed campaigns like weird looking fonts or sloppy marketing. What you put on social media will follow you forever. Once it's out there, it's out there. So we've learned. <laughs> if you saw a really bad commercial or ad in the magazine, would that make you hesitate buying the product? It's basically the same thing for social media. Two, social media keeps your business and brand fresh in the minds of your fans and customers. So what needs to be done is to make sure you're exposing your customers and fans to your business on a consistent basis. You will be wasting your time and money if you only put an ad or campaign out there once. Facebook allows you to run ads that are called pay-per-click. That means that every time someone clicks on your ad, you pay a certain amount of money. You can set your budget to say fifty dollars, and once that money has gotten, the ad stops. You can increase your exposure by paying more. It's a great way to get your brand out there. You want to keep your content fresh, consistent, and high quality, and you never and you never want to use repetition. You never you really need to use repetition. People need to see your product over and over to gain trust and interest. It's an emotional connection and often the customer needs to see it three to five times to absorb the message and connect it to your brand. Three, social media makes you an industry expert. If you are putting your knowledge about your brand up there, people naturally associate you as an industry expert. What you need to do is share your expertise with your fans because that makes you a leader. What does a leader usually establish? That's trust. When you have trust, People will be more inclined to want to buy from you or follow you on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or Pinterest. You don't want to tell people that you're an expert. You want to show them and prove it to them by putting blogs or videos on your site that they can go to. You might be feeling overwhelmed and not know where to start. My advice is to just pick two social media outlets, Facebook and Twitter. Why Facebook? Well, Facebook tests Google as the number one visited site. More people use Facebook than any other site, and that's not just in America. Because of Facebook, I had sales in London and Australia. Imagine that. If I hadn't used social media, those people in other countries would never have known about me. It's amazing. And Twitter is good because it's quick. You're not giving a lot of content. You're only using about 20 words to get your point across. And you don't have to spend hours a day to do all of this. There are very useful and free tools out there that will post your blogs, Tweets and Facebook posts for you. All you have to do is plug them in. Sure, it will take a lot of time in the beginning, but once you figure out what you're doing, and a lot of learning can be done on YouTube, you will only spend about 15 minutes a day. Everyone has 15 minutes to grow their business. The internet is such a useful tool for a growing business. Millions of people are surfing it every minute. And with your business out there for people to see, you could have thousands of people viewing your business. That is what gets you exposure. Oh, and by the way, Once they got big enough and learned more, my mom switched from Wix to WordPress and literally built the entire website herself. She also built my brother's website because she knew what she was doing. Imagine that. You go from literally knowing nothing about a subject to being an industry expert. What can you do that people have a need for? Go for it and use the social media.
3: Wow. So this whole show, we've been talking to Kysine and Caitlin, who have used their social media expertise to also upstart their business. Now, you mentioned Wix as a place to go for free website builder. Are there any others?
5: There are so many others out there. You can literally type in free website builder into Google, and it'll pop up places like Weebly.com, Webby.com, Yola, and com, Just name with you. It's really easy. There's a ton of them out there.
4: Now I have a question for you that's pretty important because I struggle with it myself having to update my charity's Twitter and Facebook page. Do you think that it's important to post something different to the Twitter page than to post the same thing on both Facebook and Twitter or do you think that it has to be fresh content on both websites?
5: Um, it's really important to have fresh content because if you're only posting the same stuff on both, it's actually considered anti- antisocial and unauthentic. Besides, Facebook posts allows up to 5,000 characters, but Twitter only allows 140. Having a message on Twitter that is cut off after the 140 looks really sloppy. So you want to keep the content different and exciting because most of all, importantly, it keeps your customers and your fans interested and in wanting to get an update on you every day. So keep your customers in your grasp.
3: And how do you let people know that you have a new social media page like Twitter or Instagram?
5: If you have Facebook, blast a message every week directing your friends and your fans to new pages. People who are interested in what you have to offer will want to link to you on a I have many followers on the Instagram page, which is completely different than my Facebook page. They know to follow me there because I directed them over time from my Facebook page.
4: Now I know that you running these websites and pages, I'm sure that you've experienced some type of undesirable um, customers, I'm sure that you've had some rude people over time, so what has that experience been like and how have you dealt with that?
5: <laughs> Well, we've had several weird and undesirable stalkers on my Facebook fan page. Facebook has made it easy to block unwanted users and ban them from your site forever. All you have to do is use the Facebook privacy and set the type, um, put the person's name and block them from ever seeing you again. Um, You can remove people from following you on Twitter and other social media sites. It comes in handy really being able to control who sees you and who doesn't.
3: Well, thank you, Asia, so much for this informative and really interesting segment that you've given us. And you make it sound so easy. I'm Young Juan and this is Express Yourself. Visit our website at expressyourselfteenradio.com.
4: Express Yourself is brought to you by Be The Star You Are 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. For more information on our creative community, go to btsya.org. Stay right here with us. Next segment, Young Ju will be talking about her relationship to the Internet world.
3: Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with
0: opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? we've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green Mario jr. is the host of Alive and Green the show is all about green tips staying environmentally friendly and having fun while doing something great for our mother earth you'll want to check out the show tuesdays at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time on the voice america kids channel if we all do our part now it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite voice america talk radio network host
4: Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Caitlin Darrow, and today's program centers around website building, social media, and the internet.
3: I'm Young Juon, and I'm going to talk about how to use the internet and websites to promote creativity and thought. So, there's a common misconception that technology stifles creativity, but I believe that the opposite is true. Technology is constantly evolving, and there are countless ways to be creative and forge meaningful connections with people online. I just wanted to take this time and offer up any suggestions I've learned through being online and having my own blog and Tumblr. So, the question why? We are asked this question a lot, whether it's why we wore shorts on a rainy day or why we're choosing the college of our choice. The same applies to blogs or websites. What encouraged you to create it? It's important that you don't forget the original mission of why you started something. I've had my blog for almost two years now, and it's easy to lose motivation throughout. But having a mission to promote and a reason for having a blog always keeps me coming back. A website is an awesome way to stake out your slice of the internet and create a small fan base surrounding similar thoughts. Now number two, hashtags. I know Kysene was talking about this and how hashtags and tagging certain words can be a really great way to promote what you're thinking. They're an easy way for people to navigate your work and find what they're looking for. Really popular blogs always have a very specific niche, so that's always something to consider. When you have a wide range of topics you talk about, it's hard to attract a small and dedicated fan base of people who are willing to comment and willing to read all of what you post or pictures you post. So it's important to narrow down what you want to do so you can find a community that fits what you're trying to accomplish. And thirdly, be active. I know all three of our previous reporters have talked about this, and it's so true. Whether it's through other blogs or Instagram, be active. Once you're an active member, people are more inclined to come visit your content and whatever you have to share. Whether it's online or not, being active and putting yourself out there is important. People won't just come to your blog or website if you sit there without doing anything on Twitter, Facebook, or commenting on other people's blogs. So you really have to try and make sure people know that you exist and that you have opinions to share. And fourthly, finding ways to balance creativity with technology in your life. And this kind of strays away from the whole aspect of how to use social media, but this examines it in a different light. Instead of always staring at your iPhone during a dinner conversation or playing Angry Birds or Flappy Bird at some birthday party that you don't really want to be at, It's important to find ways to supplement technology into your life without having it take away from it. Some things like Netflix and apps such as Google Maps can lead to more efficient life. However, this mad craze for efficiency can also lead to troubling situations, and we need to learn how to balance that. How do we balance real interaction with Twitter, with Facebook, and how do we make sure that we're not losing important social skills that have existed for the longest time? So technology really shouldn't hamper the way we see the world. It should be another tool in enjoying the world around us. And it's so important to find ways to be creative and integrate technology with nature and also with being social in real life. A Facebook message or text will never replace face-to-face contact, but it can be a powerful tool and we should be looking for ways to make it better. Those are my two cents.
4: I totally, totally agree. I actually really love this segment because I can relate (laughs) a lot to it. You know, I have a blog, too, and I totally agree when you say that it's kind of great to be focused on one thing because you can kind of build a little fan base around that one topic. But I know that I've had a lot of personal difficulty with this because I started a blog called The Gift of Giving where I always talk about volunteer opportunities and things of that sort Um, And just, you know, giving back and always volunteering, which I absolutely love and I'm very passionate about. But I think recently I've been starting about thinking a personal blog just for my own thoughts, because I know there's so many things throughout the day that I would love to write about, but it doesn't necessarily relate to volunteerism. So what advice would you give on that? Do you think that with someone who's kind of struggling with that same problem as well, um, do you think that you should integrate your blog and have it have several different things, or do you think that it's better to have multiple single blogs? I think the best way to handle that
3: is having multiple blogs but link to one main blog. So you could definitely have on your Gift of Giving blog about volunteering, you could definitely have a little tab that says Learn more about Caitlin that leads to your own personal blog since there might be some people who want to hear about your personal life and some people who want to hear about volunteering but not necessarily both. So it's a good way to show people that this option is there but not like forcing it on them. Like YouTubers, they have a great personal channel and a channel dedicated to making short films or whatever the fan base initially came from.
4: Yes, definitely. That's really, really awesome advice and I'm really going to take that into consideration because perfect show today talking about social media and that was just one thing that I was struggling with. Um, What's your favorite part about having a blog? I love
3: having a blog in that I have this little outlet to rant to, to just talk about the random thoughts that goes through my head without really being judged or Even, like, when it's late at night, I know that someone is interested in what I'm writing. And it's kind of a huge confidence boost just knowing that people are interested in what you have to say.
4: Yeah, I totally agree with that. I know that with my own blog, I've had that same kind of experience. and. My personal favorite aspect of blogging, um, recently I was going through some of my older posts, so I went back like a year or so, and it's kind of like a little timeline, and you get to see yourself grow and cultivate, and it's really cool to go back and read old posts and be like, oh yeah, I remember how I felt. Like that, or when I did that, and I think that it's a really cool kind of time machine in that sense. That's just yeah. my favorite part of blogging, or even making like video blogs. <laughs> I know I do a little bit of vlogging here and there, and it's really really cool. A little bit embarrassing to go back and watch like old videos or read old posts. I'm like, oh gosh, I had some bad grammar back then, or had a couple spelling mistakes. <laughs> but it's it's still really a neat experience. Yeah. One reason I really wanted to start
3: a blog was that I wanted to keep track of what was going on through my life. And having a diary was really hard. Like there was nothing to keep me accountable. So I would write like once a month and it just wasn't all that useful. But having a blog allows me to, like what you said, go back and time travel a little bit. And it's just a fun experience to have.
0: Yeah,
4: definitely. And I know I've tried my hand at having a diary and doing (laughs) some journaling. And I think that it's really great, too, because it is another creative outlet. It's very similar to blogging, except in the sense that I think we've talked about this before. You know, you share (laughs) different things on both. (laughs) But um, I was actually watching um, Ellen recently because I love that show. (laughs) Yeah, I love um, Ellen. She's so funny. And I know she had um, Emma Watson on, who I'm a huge fan of. And Emma Watson was saying how she has like 20 journals, how she journals everything and keeps it all, and she loves it because then you can go back and you can read it and remember those times. Because she says like how sometimes she doesn't remember how she felt on the Harry Potter sets, but she can actually go back to a diary that she kept when she was 13 and remember those times. So that kind of inspired me to start keeping a journal again because it is very neat to have that. that. Yeah, well.
3: (laughs) Thanks so much Caitlin for all these great questions and this was a super informative show for all ages who want to learn about websites and social media. And as always, all good things must come to an end and this is the end of our show for today. Thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and Kid Star for producing this show. Thanks to our Voice America Kids crew, especially Perry Damone and Bruce Solstein. Thanks to our guests from across the world, and thanks to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Young ju And
4: I'm Kaitlin Darrow. You've been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. Until next week, remember, be healthy, be kind, and get internet savvy. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Until next time.